This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. One thing I like to suggest while you're in the practice room sometimes is just to take singular chords by themselves and not in the context of a chord progression and just explore as many possible ideas or points of view to look at them. That just helps provide you some flexibility of mapping out your note choices on that particular chord so that you can eventually start to connect the dots with other chords as well. And one great chord to do that on that tends to be a little bit confusing, especially for beginners, is the half diminished chord or the minor seven flat five chord. A lot of students wonder how to approach this chord, what notes are available to them, and how they can conceptualize this. And I think that's an important part of the equation. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about four different scales that we can use to think about half diminished chords. Let's cue the music. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right. Hey, everybody. Brent here from the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast. Learn Jazz Standards is a blog, a podcast, and videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. So happy that you're here. Thanks for joining me today. I don't take it for granted uh, whether you're on your commute to work right now, you're at the gym working out. Do musicians even work out or is it just me? All right. Well, it doesn't matter. Wherever you're at right now, I hope you're enjoying your day and hope that this episode is helpful for you today just to uh, help you learn something about music, something about uh, becoming a better jazz improviser. So make sure you're subscribed to the show if you aren't already on wherever you listen to podcasts uh, so that you never miss a single show coming out. Like I said, today we're going to be talking about half diminished chords, some different scales that we can use to think about improvising over top of them. Now, like I said, I like to think about improvisation over individual chords every once in a while because I think that that's something that sometimes we don't think about. You know, the the, the practice room, if you've you may have heard me use this example before, if you listen to the show often, is kind of like the laboratory. You can slow things down, you can chop things up. There's no judgment; it's a judgment free zone. The practice room is your opportunity to really just take your time to go in depth as you want with certain concepts or things. And so, I like to do that with individual chords from time to time. So quickly, I do want to give my disclaimer on scales. So uh, I, I apologize if you've heard this from me a lot, but especially for new listeners, I want to make sure I'm very crystal clear about what role I think that scales play when it comes to improvisation in any style of music. For me, in the wrong hands, scales can be very tasteless means to try to create improvisation. Oftentimes, I hear a lot of beginners or even sometimes intermediate players use them as crutches crutches to get them through a set of chords or chord progressions in hopes of playing the quote-unquote right 
notes. And I think this is not the right way to use scales. I think scales are best used to conceptualize certain chords like we're going to be doing today or to use as pitch collections. And the way I define pitch collections in my books and courses is I talk about pitch collections being a set of notes that are mapped out that you can see which options are available to you and different scales lend different perspectives of what notes are available to use. So if we're using scales, in that way, and I think particularly in the practice room, that can be helpful for us. Of course, all of this stuff to become a great jazz improviser needs to be combined with learning jazz language from recordings, learning jazz standards, all this stuff I regularly preach on this podcast episode. There's my disclaimer. Thanks for sticking with me for those of you who have heard that one million times. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into these four scales that you can use to play over top of half diminished chords. All right, so we are going to be using a B minor 7 flat 5 as an example today, or a B half diminished chord. And I'm thinking, uh, the reason I'm using this is I'm thinking in the context of the major diatonic series. And so I'm thinking about in concert C, B minor 7 flat 5 is the 7th chord in that diatonic series, okay? Um, so that's why I'm coming up with that. We're going to use all of our scales over top of a B minor seven flat five chord. So first things first to understand, to make sure we're all on the same page here, no, regardless of what level you're at, a half diminished chord formula is as so. B, which is the root. D, which is the flat three. F, which is the flat five. And then A, which is the flat seven. So it's root, flat three, flat five, flat seven. That's what makes up a B minor seven, flat five chord or any minor seven, flat five chord, okay? So on my guitar, it sounds like this. Okay, so let's start going over the scales that we can approach this with. Now, remember, in context, a minor, especially, especially a minor seven flat five chord, really almost always in harmonic language in chord progressions, especially within the context of jazz standards, is going somewhere. So the way you approach a minor seven flat five chord in an improvisational sense really depends on what chord came before and what chord is coming after. And we will talk about some common uh, scenarios that that happens in. But again, for purpose of this episode, it's all about looking at this uh, as pitch collections, just really isolating the chord itself so we can figure out what notes are available to us. So, B minor 7 flat 5. The most common approach to this is what we call using the Locrian mode. So in this case, it would be B Locrian. So if you don't completely understand modes, uh, there are modes of the major scale, there's modes of the melodic minor, but we're talking about the the modes of the major scale. And Locrian is the seventh mode. So in this case, we have a C major scale, C, D, E, F, G, A, B. B is the seventh note of the scale, right? And we're playing a B minor seven flat five. Back to C again. So the seventh mode is B. 
is Belocrian, right? That's we have Ionian, Dorian, Phrygian, uh, Lydian, Mixolydian, Aeolian, and Locrian. And Locrian is kind of the most exotic of all of them. And I like to think of modes. In again, in case you're a beginner here, I like to think of modes of simply starting and ending on whatever pitch of the scale as it relates to the parent scale. So if we're doing Locrian, I'm basically playing playing a C major scale, only I'm starting on the B. So starting and ending on the B, but still playing the same notes as in the C major scale, which has no sharps or flats in it. Okay, so hopefully that was a quick crash course on, on, on modes for you, but plenty of resources online if you were confused about that. Okay, so B Locrian. Let's let's talk about that. So we have the B minor seven flat five here, and we're gonna go ahead and play that. Right? That sound really defines that chord pretty well, right? You can hear that. Right? You can definitely hear those sounds coming out pretty clearly there. All right? So, again, if we're looking at this in the context of this B Locarine here, it's one flat nine or flat two you could say flat three eleven if we're thinking about extensions or four and then flat five and then flat 13 flat six and then flat seven okay so the scale is b c d e f g a all right this just is really the most common go-to now there is one note that not everybody likes the sound of. I personally don't mind it, but that's that flat nine or that flat two. So that's the C. And why do people not like it? Well, it's it's a little dissonant because it's just a half step away from the root. So we have our B, our uh, our B minor seven flat five, and then right. That's the C there. I personally don't mind it at all, but right. But there's some people that don't like it, and so that's where uh, our second scale comes in, which is the B Locrian sharp two scale. So this is Locrian sharp two, and this is so easy, guys, because once you have the Locrian down and understand how that works. All you're really doing is taking that Locrian scale and sharpening it. And so this comes actually from the modes of the melodic minor, which is the same concept as the major modes. You're just taking the melodic minor scale, so you have to know that scale, of course, and you're just, you know, whatever tone it happens to be on. And in this case, it's the sixth degree. So this would be D melodic minor, we're thinking now, if we're talking about B minor seven flat five. So D melodic minor, the sixth degree of D melodic minor, that's going to be B Locrian. So B Locrian sharp two, rather. B Locrian sharp two. So, so now this is what it sounds like. Right? So the difference is this note right here. Okay. All right. So what exactly is going on here? Let's just quickly define this. So now we have root, which is B. Then we have C sharp, which is the ninth, or just the second, like a whole step. D, which is the flat three. E, which is the 11 or the four. 
Uh, whoops. <laughs> F, which is the flat five, so. And then G, which is the flat 13. A, which is the flat seven. Right? So that's that sound. Yeah, you can hear it. It clearly defines the chord. Everything sounds good there. We're just sharpening the two on the Locrian mode. So now it's a Locrian sharp two. So B, Locrian sharp two. So that's one option you have as well to explore. And they both sound good. Locrian and Locrian sharp two. One coming from the major modes, one coming from the melodic minor mode. Okay, so that is that there. So that is scale number two. All right, so let's move on to the next one. The next one is a harmonic minor or just the harmonic minor scale. And the best way to conceptualize this is just think about a harmonic minor scale just a whole step down from the half diminished chord you were playing. So in our case, B minor seven flat five. So B, what is a whole step down from that? It's A. So we're gonna be using the A harmonic minor scale, which sounds like this. Okay, it's A harmonic minor, so listen to this sound. But so that's kind of the idea. I'll be honest, for me, it's a little bit harder to think about improvising using the confines of the harmonic minor scale. But that's again where perspective comes into play. You know, whatever one of these works, just hone in on one of them and see what feels good to you or what makes sense. Because at the end of the day, it's just like you're looking at something from a different angle. Okay, so this especially works really great in the context of a 2-5-1. And the reason is because really when you're hearing this A harmonic minor, you're hearing this note right here, which is like the 13th, really, or the that, har that interval is a major sixth, right? So that really gives it more like this sound. Uh, whoops. That's more like a diminished, a fully diminished chord. And that's because, you know, if we have a 2-5-1 in the key of A minor, it's B minor 7 flat 5, E7, usually flat 9 or a sharp 9, to an A minor 7. So technically, you can think about using the harmonic minor in the context of a diminished chord, but it works really well over the half diminished 2 and the altered five, like the flat nine or the sharp nine or whatever, five chord leading to the one chord. So really a harmonic minor, you can play that thing over the entire, uh, the entire chord progression, two, five, one. Of course, that doesn't quite do justice to defining the chords. That's why we don't really use chords just to improvise, or sorry, scales just to improvise, right? But that really does give you a good note map choice to understand that. So that is scale choice number three. 
I don't want to give too many because uh, I just think that it would be great to, for a call to action for you in this episode today just to pick one or two and just kind of experiment with them. So I don't want to give too much here. So the last one I want to give is uh, a D minor pentatonic or rather an F major pentatonic, right? Those are relative keys. F major is the relative major to D minor and D minor is the relative minor to F major. So either one works. I'm just going to use D minor as our context today. So the easy ways to think about this, we have our B minor seven flat five. So again, we'll ever have to measure chord using. Think about it this way. Play a minor pentatonic, uh, a minor third up from that chord. So in this case, we have B. So a minor third, right? That's D right there. So so really just start from the flat three of the B minor, seven flat five, and that's D. So now uh, uh, the minor pentatonic, that's D, F, G, A, C, right? A lot of us know and love that minor pentatonic, maybe a little too much, right? But uh, this really, I think, can help get some of that bluesy sound actually out of this minor pentatonic. Right? And you still hear the sounds coming out really nicely in that B minor pentatonic. So let's just go over how that that uh, B minor seven flat five. So let's go over the notes there. So uh, the notes in the pentatonic scale and how they relate to that B minor seven flat five. So the D is the flat three of the B minor seven flat five. The F is the flat five. The G is the flat six or flat 13. The A is the flat seven. And the C is the flat nine or the flat two, right? So... And so that's why those notes sound good. Now, the, like we talked before in the Locrian mode, that flat nine, you know, not everybody likes that sound. So that could be what we call an avoid note, maybe, or just a note to, you know, move on to another note. Don't land on it, per se. Um, but that gives some nice note choices for us. So that sound, it has a different set, right? So all of these scales, I think what I think is cool about thinking about scales over isolated chords is it really is like a different experience when you're limiting yourself to the confines of these scales. It just gives you a different perspective. That, that to me, is what music theory is for. It's not for necessarily, hey, let's improvise using music theory and scales and blah, blah, blah. It really is just about perspective and confining yourself to these sets of rules that will help exercise certain muscles in your, uh, you know, in your improvisational tool belt. Okay, so that's what this is all about. And again, you know, after this, you can go further because, like I said, you know, if we're dealing with the F major pentatonic scale in this case, right? Well, technically, think about it. You have a B minor seven flat five. Let's get out of scales for a second. You can play an F major seven arpeggio of sorts. (laughs) 
right? Especially if you use that to connect it to a uh, like a two five one. So you got two. That's an F major, and then resolve it to that E seven right there. So check this out. Right, so that's just a little example of how you can start thinking even outside of scales after that point by just taking some of this information I'm giving you. All right, so quick review of the four options I gave for half-diminished chords today. So number one was the Locrian mode. Number two was the Locrian sharp two, which is simply sharpening the two of the Locrian mode. Option number three was the A harmonic minor which again works great in a 251 context. And the last one we just went over is the D minor pentatonic. So the minor pentatonic basically uh um uh, the use starting on the flat 3 of the chord or a minor third up from the root note. Okay? So those are options. My call to action for you is just to spend some time in the practice room this week exploring one or two of those and just experimenting, sort of as you just heard me briefly doing, just trying to mess around and create some melodic ideas in the context of those scales. Because at the end of the day, we want to be creating melodies, right? So the more note choices we know, which is why we have different perspectives of scales, and the more that we're able to practice creating melodies, the more musical it's going to be. And then we start looking at it in the context of chord progressions, which is, of course, more important when it comes to improvisation. All right? So that's your call to action this week. Go ahead and practice some of those in the practice room this time around. All right, that's all for today's show. Thanks for listening. Hope that some of this was helpful for you today just to gain some perspective on these half-diminished chords. All right, so uh, hey, if you've never subscribed to the show, make sure that you subscribe. Really appreciate you doing that. And uh, also, just want to say that if you got value at today's show, as I normally ask, just please leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That would be appreciated just to give some positive feedback uh, and let everybody else know why this show is great and why you like listening to it. Helps other people know it's worth listening to. So thanks in advance for doing that. Make sure you take your call to action today. I appreciate that so that you can actually get something out of this episode. And I'm going to look forward to seeing you back next time on the Learn Jazz Standards podcast. See you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.